we we had Eric do it, and uh, that he he ended up staying. He ended yeah. up staying. So he, he hung out. He hung okay. out. Okay. Now I, I I asked him uh, when you guys first invited me a little while back, and I said, "Do you guys uh, do you do you remember these guys?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was good. Do it. You'll have fun." I was oh, nice. like, "Okay." So <laughs> cool. He, you got the green. You got the green light from Eric. Fun fact, we thought he hated us for a good 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> we well, were worried. Some, sometimes he has that effect on people. <laughs> Which was also great because we were looking at we were like looking at each other going, okay, are we sucking right now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> now, then, he was just really making you earn it. He he totally did. He did, well, but then it ended up being one of our most fun. So it was, good. It was awesome. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah, he started with, he's like, yeah, I got 35, 40 minutes. I got people inside. And then we got we hit like the 30 minute mark and we were like, all right, we'll start wrapping. He's like, no, no, I just needed an out. <laughs> it's Friday night. Welcome everybody to Bacon is my podcast. We are brought to you by the fun, fine, and exciting folks over at poddex.com, drinkwildbills.com, and grayrassoff.com, where you can use the promo code BACON to because get Because everything is better with bacon. Yes, to get yes. 10% off your entire order. Now, we also have a vested interest in keeping our balls clean. As Manscaped. Should you. As should you. Manscaped can do that for you. Uh, use the promo code Bacon Pod with whatever you have in your cart, any accoutrement yeah. that you may enjoy from Manscaped and uh, enjoy twenty percent off and free shipping. And free shipping, yeah. Maybe just uh, get the uh, maybe get the entire kit, the perfect package, the, the perfect package four point Get uh, get some ball wipes. Get some get some some of the, this. The, I will say. This hydrating body spray, oh, I, I like I've that. I've been starting to use that recently. Yep. You know, uh, it's been very good. Uh, for those of you with a lot of tattoos, uh, I will say yes. that um, you can feel sometimes like your skin is dry, and then when you use lotion, sometimes it feels greasy, and then you go try and like put a shirt on or a hoodie on or something like that, and it's gross. Uh, the spray is like moisturizing but it like rubs in right away and it's it's really nice and it, and it smells it, good but it doesn't overly it's not going to take over whatever no. like if you're a scent person that you put something on it's not going to take it over like uh, like right things can you know um, absolutely it's nice it's really good i i also use that uh almost every day yeah so uh jimsy we're we're remote again today yeah we are uh, remote um and cuz like the, the reason bubble guts. for that is because you just finished a 15-hour ride home, home yes. Yes. from home. 15 hours to home straight. from home. Well, twice. Hours I did it twice. I, I drove right. 15 hours on Wednesday. Uh, I uh, spent two days in Indiana and drove another 15 hours home on Saturday. Now, I will say, I, you know, from, from when we went to uh, Orlando – couple couple months back and uh had to drive home mm -hmm. uh 
I did 14 and a half hours and then four and a half hours the next day. Right. Uh, 14 and a half hours is almost 15 hours and it still sucked. It counts. It it, it sucked. I tell you what. It is brutal. Any drive you're on, I, I think, and, and, I, and I love driving. Like I love, um, you know, it reminds me of touring and all that kind of fun stuff. But I love being on the road. I love driving. I love just being in the car, listening to whatever I want to listen to, checking out podcasts, listening to new music. Um, I love all of that. There's like a freedom to it that, that's very appealing to me. But yeah. whatever kind of drive you're on, once you get to that like eight, nine, ten hour mark, Oh man, it's, it starts to just get brutal. It's not pleasurable anymore. No, no. Yeah, I I, I kind of find that myself. I, I I feel like eight or nine hours is a long time, but still yeah. doable. But totally doable, and like I can do that, and then go out that night. Yeah, you know, like I can do. Once I get to like ten hours, I'm like, I'm, no. my night is not. I'm not. Shot. I'm getting home, but I'm not going to go out and meet anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. 15, it's like, I don't even want to move. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Right. I feel awful. <laughs> well, uh, today, today on the show, we have um, somebody who's who's driven all over the place. She's She's yeah. been all over the place in, in the United States of America, uh, lived everywhere. She is uh, also related to a past guest of ours it's our second bischoff it's our second bischoff we have podcaster author personal performance coach yes Lori bischoff on the show with us uh this is one of the one of the non-musician ones we're going to be the next couple of weeks we, we we don't have musicians on right and uh this one's cool. gotta cool shake one. it up, man. Gotta shake it yeah. up a little bit. This is a cool one. I, I really like this one. Um, you know, this is a lot in line to me uh, with the the uh, Mark Merrill one we had. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I was thinking the same thing when we had her on, and we when we started getting into things. It, there's just that a certain presence that someone has when they're in that field. I think yes, you know, and it, it's just it's like a welcoming one, and it's easy to talk to them. Um, you know, and she's, you know, incredibly easy to talk to. She's super fun. I also, uh, the, the other thing too, that, that I, I definitely want to get out there because I, I think that people hearing people that are in life coaching or performance coaching or whatever, or, or, um, motivational speaking, right. um, the people that we have on aren't people that are just, overly positive and like uh how do i explain it it's like she's oh, not i see what you're saying yeah, she, yeah she's not she's not like always grass is greener kind of thing right. where it's like listen it's work <laughs> it's it ain't yeah. easy uh but she, like it's more there's more of a realistic approach approach mm-hmm. to the the positive thinking and stuff like that and i feel like mark embodied a lot of that and i feel like Lori embodies a lot of that too her book i mean her book is common sense happiness five principles for people who want to stop whining bitching and suffering <laughs> so if that if that doesn't like, right say tough love i don't know what yeah that, that <laughs> I, I see what you're saying that that speaks to me a lot too like 
I, and I think that that line is um, like there's that difference between uh, being a like life coach and someone that's that's helping people or um, you know and, and being a motivational speaker. Yeah, um, I think that motivational speaker thing sometimes uh, and, and Mark was actually great at it. Like you know, I, I that's. We left that being like, I'm hype. I'm ready to go. Yeah, but also, but but Mark, Mark also, it wasn't all, uh, good, 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 good. It's like, right, hey, right. I've screwed up in life, and I'm just gonna use that and 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 not screw up again. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's a darker side to the motivational stuff. I mean, you got to go through some shit to to get through and get a little bit of clarity so to speak so I, I i think that this is one of those times personally for for us for our show i agree um, yeah, yeah you know we, we we like to be on a positive note and i, I think that uh you know having motivational motivational speakers and uh life coach kind of things on the show is important but uh there's got to be some realism to it and yeah it's I not rose colored glasses you know exactly exactly so um yeah what do you say we get into it? Yeah, let's shut up and let her start talking. Let's do it. All right. Now. 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 Enough. That's enough. That's all I need. And we're back. Ah, yeah. Both got it. We did it virtually. <laughs> we did it virtually. Uh, That's better that than we do when moment. we're next to each other. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what they say is with like uh, paranormal stuff is uh, the, the, the virtual stuff like, uh, like a cell phone connection or internet connection is even better to communicate with, uh, with um, ghouls. All right. So maybe a ghoul said that with us. Maybe. Maybe we're just ghouls could be perhaps uh speaking of ghouls next week we've got Lindsay paranormal yeah which is uh, which will be cool uh our nice segment. halloween episode nice if segment. you will uh thanks i've been i've been working on that yeah were you waiting no were you waiting no, for that one no i wasn't working on that <laughs> i was not at all uh jimmy jimmy well first off thank you Lori, for hanging out with us yeah that was absolutely. a cool episode i hope everybody took took a little bit of something away from it um check her out check her book out check the podcast out podcast costs you nothing i mean absolutely just do it um and it's good we didn't even get to get into why she's never watched gremlins but it is an early yes. episode of her podcast which you can check out where she talks about like jim carrey and stuff like that too yeah Yes, absolutely. So, Jimsy, Jimsy, yes, where sir. can they find you? Uh, you can find me, uh, Jimmy G Shoes, on all the socials. Find me there. Check me out. Say hello. Uh, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably not pay attention to it. My band, Craving Strange, <laughs> you can find at cravingstrange.net. Uh, and from there, you can find all of our socials, everything that we're up to. Uh, and all links to everything, including Strangerhood TV, which is where you can find Bacon is my podcast. If you want to see us in visual form, in visual form. If you want to know what we look like, uh, see know, see if what you're thinking maybe. in your head is what we look like. I, I'd be anxious to know what you think 
you know, when you just hear a voice, because I have a picture in my head of podcast uh, hosts. Oh, yeah. And then when I see them, I'm always disappointed. Very much. So uh, come to StrangerhoodTV.com and allow us to disappoint you. Actually, our dumb faces are on everything that we put out anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That is there, so. But you can find well, that at BaconIsMyPodcast.com, where you can also find Bacon Is My Passion, because we have a band and we put out some music, and we have some clothing and all kinds of stuff. If you want to help the show, just like going on Patreon and being one of our patrons, you could also help us that way, where we got all kinds of extra stuff. Mike, what about you, sir? What about me? I mean, honestly, what about me? First off, I want to shout out the BIM Squad over at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast Hell for yeah. getting these early episodes commercial free, uh, a little bit of extra content. We had some, uh, we did the one chip challenge uh, on oh, Stranger hate, TV I hate you. Uh, <laughs> a little while ago. That was so um, bad. That was, uh, that was like a little taste of something that we normally do on our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. It was Terrible. it was hot. It's it was worst. hot. It it hurt my stomach for yeah. a few uh, a few hours after yeah. that. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. Enough about that. Myself, uh, I meant me, my own self, Mike. Uh, you can catch my adventures in family, in banding, and in um, all other things uh, there on all of the social medias. You can also check out my band at Something Heavy Music, Something Heavy is uh my band and we have music and uh we have a a song out now so go check it out on all the streaming platforms yeah absolutely and uh always remember to ask yourself uh something super super duper important what what is, is the time setting on this fucking this this screensaver that's yeah, what I want. What is know. that screensaver? And once you find out what that screensaver is, everyone at home can find out what's your banking. Oh, that's important. That's yeah. more important. I agree. Well, it's <laughs> nice. Welcome everybody. I did the Jimmy. I didn't do the hey. Yeah, I usually do like the the sultry hey. Uh, to welcome everybody in, but welcome everybody to Bacon's my podcast where today. We welcome podcaster, author, and personal performance coach, which is a lot like a life coach, but on steroids. We welcome Lori Bischoff. What's going on? Hey, I am. Uh, I'm excited to be here again. This is awesome. You guys are so much fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, you are. Uh, you're in Wyoming. I am. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Uh, yeah. We. We. Uh, we know that you are, uh, you've lived in a lot of places. You, you brought mm -hmm. up uh, in What's Your Bacon in Seven Questions, uh, you know, Santa Monica. You've, mm -hmm. uh, you've lived in Atlanta, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. Chicago, long yep. time ago. Uh, you also lived in Arizona, yeah. uh, where you were also teaching other life coaches. Where, where mm -hmm. in Arizona was it? Right. So we lived in uh, Cave Creek. Arizona, which is just over the north border of Scottsdale, just north of Phoenix. Okay. Um, and we were there for 17 years. And uh, and then I was 
teaching for a short period of time, um, really just before the last year before we left, I was a one of the life coach instructors at uh, the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts, which is in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, that well, that makes a lot of sense. I, I had, I have family in Arizona. Um, mm. I think they're in. Uh, I think they're in Tempe. Uh, some of them, and then for a while, a lot of them lived in Scottsdale. Uh, sure, they all went to high school and stuff there. So, Tempe is uh, definitely the place to go. That and uh, Sedona is a lot of a lot mm. of healing stuff. Right there. Yeah. Um, what got you into life coaching, teaching that kind of stuff, like? Well, I think, you know, it really kind of, uh, I mean, when I was in, when I was, uh, a, a young person, um, I wanted, when I was in school, I wanted to be a, like a therapist or a psychologist or something, you know, in that counseling field. But, um, but I detested school uh, every day of my life. I dropped out of high school and I refused to go to college. So that means I wasn't going to be able to do. Uh, clearly, that took all of that out of the running for me. Um, but, uh, you know, I was always a person, though, that's been for my entire adult life into um, personal development and self-improvement and always trying to, you know, figure out and, and understand and learn how to just be, um, be a better person, be a better human, you know, try to figure out what your potential is and, you know, and, and rise to it. So, uh, about 2007, I was talking to my sister who also lived in Arizona at the time. And, um, she was a corporate, she'd been doing corporate meeting and event planning for her entire adult life. Um, she had her own company and we decided that it would be really fun to do a big, like Tony Robbins style weekend event for mothers, um, to figure out, help them, uh, figure out how to have a more balanced and fulfilling life. So we, we, got it all laid out. We hired a lot of keynote speakers and we had workshops. We did the whole nine yards. And one of the people that we hired was a life coach, which was new to me at the time. I had not heard of life coaches yet in 2007. So once, um, once we, this whole weekend was literally about life coaching. So, you know, and I, I figured out what it was. I, I talked to this person uh, that we had hired and, uh, and I was like, Oh, that's it. That's for, that's what I always wanted to do with some version of that, you know, of, of therapy. But, um, obviously, as I said, since I, I refused to do what I, what had to be done. So to become like a therapist. So that was like something that I could still do at that point in my life that wasn't going to require me to, you know, at that age, go back to, college and and do you know four five six seven eight years of of college i could still find a way to help people um you know with uh with all of the skills that you learn in a very good um life coach certification course so uh once we got done with that weekend i um found the southwest institute of healing arts in tempe and i was off to the races that's amazing that's awesome. um so what I find that super interesting because as, as a person that's often found myself in the position of being the person that people just kind of come to for, for advice, to mm -hmm. work them through things, just event to just anything. Um, and being a very empathetic, uh, 
person, I've I've always kind of like been drawn to ideas of ways to help people in, in, in different forms, in any form. I mean, that's part of what this whole show is, is us getting together and being like, let's bring some light into the world, shall we? Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting and it's, it's actually cool to hear you talk about like, because I didn't go to college, I moved out to, to go be a famous rock star. When, you yeah. know, yeah. not quite famous. <laughs> yet, yet, maybe. Yet. Yep, there's always time. Uh, but the other thing that always kind of drew me was ways to ways to help people, ways to help people find. And the thing I like so much about like your your podcast and your book is is the the shifting perspectives because that's automatically what mm -hmm. I've always um, kind of been able to or, or tried to steer people to do when they've come to me for things. Mm -hmm. Yep. So just hearing that you were able to do that is super inspiring to me to begin with. What is it that you think one draws people to life coaching and what do you think makes a good one? Um, how do you, how does, how does one know? I I've talked to a lot of people that are like, I'm a positive person. I'm this, I'm that. What is it that like helps mm -hmm. someone become a good coach? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, as far as what draws people, the, the first part of your question, um, I, th I think that it's kind of for a, a for the average well-balanced, you know, emotionally stable person, most of us enjoy in some way and have a, a need, uh, kind of an innate desire to be of help to our fellow man, right? We, that's a, that's a win-win situation. Everyone feels good. We want to be, we want to be able to be of service. We want to be able to be of help. And that's just part of our nature. For them, you know, and, and it it varies obviously from person to person. That can show up in a million different ways, um, but I think that a lot of people, um, in their own way, have have a a calling to somehow be. It, it's one of the one of the many. Well, we have six basic human needs. Um, it's like needs of like. Not not the need that you know we need to have food and water and shelter, right, right. but psychological right. needs. And so one of those is contribution. And when we feel like we can somehow, in some really big way or very small way, help somebody, that kind of fulfills a need of the soul, right? It's it's just part of who we are. So I think that you know this is something that for people again that feel like they they want to help people but they don't necessarily want to go the traditional route of being a you know a psychotherapist or a right. psychologist but there's still a way you can still find a way to help people and this is a really great way to do it um, you you know a really good curriculum gives you some excellent modalities and helps you understand you know what's what's within your skill set what you should be focusing on and what things um, you should not so it's I think it's great for people that have that calling um, and what I think you know, there are a few things that make a really good life coach. And I think that one of them is um, you've got to be able to be a really good listener. You have to really be able to listen without assuming that you know the solutions and the answer for the person that's talking. Because it's really easy um, when you, when you think that, you know, what, what they need 
and right. and um, and then to start advising. And that's a that's a really gray area. You have to be really careful about that because you want people to um, to un kind of you want to set them up in a in a space you know mentally emotionally to figure out the solution and what they need and what their next step is. Cause usually they know somewhere in there and you're just trying to help it emerge. Right. Well, people don't like to be told what to do. Either, no. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I found that like any advice I've ever been given, the, the, the advice that I've tended to take is the ones is the advice that I've kind of like stumbled upon while talking about it and yeah. included on my own and stuff. But if someone's, if someone's like, this is what you need to do and here's how you need to do it. It's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's an easy thing for people to slip into. Um, yeah. but it's not always the best thing every now and then I'll say there's, there's a time or a place where you go, Oh God, don't do that. Which would right. be something like, um, I'm going out with my friends tonight and you know what usually happens after I have a few drinks, I'm going to start texting my ex. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Stop. Just stop. Uh, so every now and then there's a rare occasion where you go, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, for the most part, you're really trying to help, help somebody f find their way and let those uh, answers emerge and help them um, find them by giving them helping them see the broader perspective, mm -hmm. uh, as we, as we touched on a little bit earlier, um, because sometimes people can get really, really stuck and they just can't, they just can't see, um, what their next step could possibly be. It's, you know, we've all been at a place in our lives where we're just like, you're just kind of like, so in it, you, you just, you know, you can't, right. you just need somebody every now and then to be like, hold on here. Let's just, what if, what if, what if you're wrong? What if your story is bullshit? Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe, maybe we should, you know, talk about that. So, you know, I think you, you have to have a little bit of a, an ability to read people. You have to, um, I think a really good coach knows what kind of client um, you need to be a little bit more gentle with and kind of coax things out. And then there are clients that you just need to go, mm, no, let's try again. You're bullshitting me. Yeah, right. it, you know, so you've, you've got to be able to read people a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, something I really love is uh, in your, on your podcast, you use the phrase going rogue <laughs> and that's, it's a really cool um concept because it doesn't necessarily mean what people normally think it means you know um so can you just explain to our our consumers here uh what it means and also what's what, what was your going rogue moment mm -hmm. okay so yeah for for me uh i think i thought the going rogue thing was kind of cool because everybody a lot of people, I shouldn't say everybody, but generalizing has a, a, a an opportunity in their life um, to maybe do something that's like 
totally what some people might think bonkers. Like that's like the most dumbest thing or the riskiest thing or the, you know, the craziest thing that you could possibly do. And they do it anyway because something just urged them to do it. And they just figured I'm going to, I'm going to jump. I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to do this crazy thing. I was on this path, but now I'm going to take a hard left. And maybe it was crazy and risky and all those things. Maybe it seems stupid. Maybe you disappointed people, but you did it anyway. And then that going rogue move turned out to be like the best thing that ever happened to you. It was the best thing you could have ever done. It set you on a new course and, um, you know, and it's been an amazing path, you know, part of your life. So I think that though, for everybody going rogue, you know, for some people, what some people might consider risky, somebody else might be like, shit, I do that every day. You know what I mean? But so everybody's got their own sort of um, gauge for what seems scary and crazy and risky. It's different for everyone. So not everybody's, you know, a, 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 a high risk, high performance, extreme sports kind of minded person. So a person with that kind of um, attitude or mentality is going to feel like it's going to take a lot more for them to feel like something is maybe kind of risky or edgy. Whereas somebody that's more of an, you know, uh, uh, controlled, introverted, um, you know, not crazy person, it might not take a lot to be like, oh, that's really crazy for me. So that's why I think going rogue is very much about for for the individual, what was your what was it for you? Because it's not going to be the same for every person. Um, and just and mine's a perfect story. My going rogue story is it's not that it's, it's it's nothing crazy, but it was seemed maybe a little crazy for me at the time, which I actually already uh, mentioned it, which was I dropped out of high school in my senior year. Right. Now, when I was in high school and where I lived in, in the suburbs of M Minneapolis, um, it wasn't that common for people to drop out of high school, especially in your senior year. You know, it might be more common these days, but back then it was less common. Right. So, uh it might have looked really stupid because I was a senior and, you know, I was like, wow, why you're almost there. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I just want to work. I just wanted to work. I loved working. I had been working already. I had, you know, part-time jobs. And so I just wanted to go to work and get, get like a life that wasn't in in that brick building, having to raise your hand and ask if you could go pee. I mean, I just like, this is <laughs> not for me. So anyway, that for me would have been my going rogue movement, I guess, or moment. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Going to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors real quick. Just want to start off with grillyourassoff.com. If you are going into grilling season like we are, then you know that you always need a little rub. You always need a little sauce. You need something that's gonna help your grilling get better. Help those chicken breasts, right? Ooh. They get a little dry sometimes. You wanna make sure you're saucing them up. You wanna make sure those ribs have got a nice dry rub and a saucer rub. Go to grillyourassoff.com, check it out. I've used their stuff, it's delicious. 10% off with the promo code BACON. Another place you can go to to get 
10% off with that promo code, drinkwildbills.com. Mm. They've got delicious sodas. They've got all sorts of different flavors from sarsaparilla to birch beer to you name it. You got your root beers. You got your cream sodas. You got your cream sickles. Yeah. Uh, Sugar-free for you guys. Watching the waistline. Indeed. And also, they've got some great jerky stuff. They've mm. got oh, the brisket bites are a plus, Indeed. a plus, and if you go there, go to drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Bacon, get ten percent off. One more place you can use that same promo code Bacon is our oldest sponsor, Poddex. If you're a podcaster, if you are a budding interviewer, if you are just somebody that has a hard time talking to people every now and then or want to do something fun with your friends check out poddex.com they have these decks of cards 50 cards per deck 50 questions check it out learn things about your friends learn things about people learn how to talk a little bit more and be a little bit more comfortable always use the promo code bacon again to get 10 percent off your order they got cool swag too indeed and last but not least of course always frame the balls mm, yes is that what you do? Frame the balls. Frame the balls? Well, you could. You could frame the balls. You could. You could. But if you got a bush, it's just not. It's the summer. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Use the lawnmower 4.0. Use the perfect package and go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off your order. And they've got all sorts of great stuff. If you're a guy who's looking to feel so fresh and so clean. Indeed. And not only do you get 20% off, but you also get free shipping. Free so shipping? Shine up those balls. Get rid of that bush. Clean yourself up. And if Indeed. you don't clean yourself up, start. Yeah. Bacon Pod. 20% off. Free shipping. Check it out. Thank you to our sponsors. Thanks for hanging out. What's your bacon? Would you would you be willing to do just a bumper for us quick? Sure. Just say, hey, it's Eric Bischoff, and you're consuming bacon as my podcast. Yep. Whenever you're Whenever ready. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> 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 Mike, yeah. do you have a do you have a, a moment? I don't know. I I mean, I I decided not to go to college, or I stopped going to college uh, mm -hmm. more than once. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe th this last move just uh, you know I, I just changed jobs. Uh, I now I, I was in like a normal nine, you know, not normal, probably like a abnormal seven to five monday through friday saturday as well sometimes uh so uh and then i hopped over to uh work for my parents nonprofit for the uh the cancer my mom has so cool i just i guess that's my latest going rogue moment yeah yeah that definitely works i think i think i was thinking of that one when i asked you because i think that's definitely it that's cool that's amazing actually yeah how about you jimmy um, I've, I've actually talked kind of about mine. I guess my big one was uh, I, I grew up in Indiana. I grew up in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana. That's where I went to high school and a little bit of college and stuff. Um, 
And I dropped out of college and decided that I was going to move to either New York or Los Angeles to go do music and to make the decision, I flipped a coin. And, uh, and that's what brought me out here. And that's led me to all the things that that one coin toss is without that. I'm not here. I'm not sitting here talking with you guys. I'm doing something else. Who knows what it would have been, but right. it was definitely a, um, it was a, a a tipping point or a complete change in my life that was mm. such a easy kind of thing to do it with, you know, mm -hmm. um, that some people might think was crazy, but I, I felt like I didn't have anything to lose either direction. So it was just kind of like, I can't yeah. decide. I have option paralysis sometimes and I have a really hard time picking things because I research too much. Uh, so I left it up to that. Fun. And <laughs> So far, no regrets for either of you. No, no regrets. No, no. I, I th things are things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, what what I what I want to go back to was um, the way you got into the life coaching and that, mm -hmm. that weekend that you you had that you know geared towards mothers and, and and stuff like that. And I think that's something that isn't uh, necessarily talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, is and I'm, I'm sure once I say it, you're, you're going to be like, yep, uh, mom guilt. Uh, my, my wife goes through it all the time with like my wife, Jen, is is an amazing mother. And she, you know, she has a hard time doing certain things, you know, because she's like, well, you know, I'm away from the kids and they have this and they have that. So um, how did you deal with that? Good question. Good, good question. How old are your kids? Uh nine and five, uh, nine and six. Okay. All right. So when our kids were born, Eric wasn't out on the road yet. Um, so we, you know, he, we were living, um, like kind of a, t a typical family, uh, in, in Minnesota and, um, the traveling didn't start until our kids were like, five and six, six and seven, somewhere right in there. They're only like 18 months apart. So right in, right in that phase. Um, but when, you know, when they were born, um, I mean, I was just like elated that I could be there. I could be there and I didn't have to leave them every day and, and go somewhere else or go to an office or whatever. I could just be a full-time mom. And I was delighted with that because I mean, we're making people here. So I don't know of any other job. I don't right. care who you are and what the job is. There isn't really a job that trumps that. Mm -hmm. We're making people. Yeah, <laughs> so, if you stop making those, there are no other jobs. Uh, yeah, we're making yeah. people. So I don't care if you're a doctor, the president, a lawyer, you're putting, you know, shooting people out into space. We're making people. Right. So I think that women, um, for some, you know, for a lot of reasons, I'm not, it's not a mystery, but our culture has um, managed to minimize that, the importance of taking care of the people that you're making. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, it's somehow you're just a mom. And I literally saw uh, on a, a social media on Facebook the other day, a mom who started a podcast and her podcast name is just a mom. And I'm like that. I like, 
I mean, I get it. Like, I'm just right. the mom, you know, with the voice and whatever. And I'm sure it'll be lovely. Not, it's not to knock her content or her her concept. But I was like, that's just that's exactly what is annoying is that it's not just a mom. Like, right. you're Words making yeah. people. <laughs> there right. should be yeah. no just anywhere in the sentence. Right. Right. So I think that if you have the luxury, not every mom does, but if you have the luxury to be able to figure out a way to be there with your kids, that's awesome. If that's what you want. And if you, if, if, if that's just not a good fit for you and you want to go have a career outside of that, okay, um, don't feel guilty then. Figure it out. Figure out the way that that's going to work for you and your family um, and, and do what you need to do. But guilt doesn't serve you unless it's telling you that maybe you're not being true to what you really want. Maybe, you know what I mean? Um, maybe, maybe you're okay and you don't have any guilt. And I know a lot of women that are, have worked full time with all of their kids and, you know, maybe their dad or the father, or, you know, is there full time or whatever, or they have caretakers or, and everybody's fine and everybody's good and it works out great. But you just, I think you have to figure out what works for you, make it work. And don't feel guilty about it because you have to, it's very tricky to have a balance. I didn't, I didn't start doing my own thing outside of really focusing on being a mom till my kids were, so this was like 2008. I mean, my kids were, they're probably older than you guys. They're like, they were born in 84 and 85. So they were like off and out of the house by now. And then I went, okay. They don't need me. I don't need to be a full-time mom now. But all this time that they have been, that we've been raising them, I have also been cultivating myself. I've also been reading and studying and practicing and doing my spiritual work and my personal development and my self-improvement. So I've been doing all of this the whole time. I've been studying and working on it. So by the time they were out of the house... I was like, now I'm ready to do something and I don't have to have guilt about it. I can devote myself full time to whatever it is I want to do. And that's, we kind of kicked it off with that weekend uh, that I told you about that personal development event, which we called motherhood redefined. And that was the turning point. So it was just a timing issue really for me, but guilt, if there's guilt, you either, need to reprioritize or you just need to be okay with what you've decided works for you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, cause she, she does work full time. You know, she's, okay. she's a speech pathologist. She's, you know, she's working full time. Um, I think it, I think when it comes to that, it's more of the, uh, you know, extracurriculars and things mm-hmm. like that where she's like, all right, well, I've been out, I've been working and now coming back, it's the, you know, I I feel bad going out with my friends for a drink because Mm -hmm. I've been doing this and I haven't been home for all day with my kids. And it's like, well, you know what? You live here. They see you every day. It's it's okay. You can, 
you can take a break every break once in a while. Work, work is not a break. A break. You're right. important too. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, you really do. It's very personal. I, I really do think that you have to find you can't just lose yourself in motherhood. You can't just lose yourself in your profession if you have children. I mean, you can, but you're going to pay for it. You have to figure out either way you're going to pay for it because we're most of us are kind of multidimensional beings. And we, in order to feel like we are, have a balanced and fulfilling life, we're going to wear different hats throughout the day or the week. And, you know, when you, uh, if you're a two parent family, um, you know, you're going to have your, your hat on that's um, going to work if one or both goes to work. I'm, that's my profession or am I bringing in, you know, bringing home a paycheck, whatever. You're going to have your hat on. That's my parenting hat. And then hopefully you're going to have your I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend still hat so that you don't lose that foundation part of your relationship um, or, you know, whatever the situation is in your household, your wife, wife, I don't know, whatever, whatever's going on in your house, whatever it is, the, the relationship has to be solid. That's the foundation. So nothing can be neglected for too long. None of those areas that, you know, the boxes that are important for you to check, then you need to make sure you're touching each one of them on a regular basis so that it's kind of like spinning plates a little bit. You know what I mean? And yeah, and it's going to be like that for a while when you're in the thick of it, when your kids are young, it seems like, oh my God, you know, you're just running around trying to keep the plates from falling. But then pretty soon one day, all those plates are, are gone and then you're left with just you and hopefully your partner if you have one. Um, and so you will hope that you have have kept that percolating and, and strong along the journey too so that once the kids are like, sayonara uh, you know you like you're not going who are you <laughs> not what do we do <laughs> yeah oh yeah i love i love also love the fact that you're like oh my kids are much younger than you we were born in they were born in 84 and 85 i was like yes <laughs> I just, yeah i didn't say anything about guess. that either i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you are you guys older than that oh okay yeah uh, maybe 1927. Okay. Maybe he was born in 1927. Okay. You're aging so well. <laughs> What's your secret? Vampire. Jameson and T. Jameson. <laughs> right. Clean Jameson living. All that clean living. <laughs> so just, I just want to clarify. So, Mike, you've got the two kids, but Jimmy, you don't have kids yet. I don't have any kids. No. Okay. Gotcha. Just curious. No, he still is a kid. I'm yes. That's okay. I'm, I will always be. Peter Pan complex is uh, strong in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, Jimmy, you had something. Oh, I was. Uh, I I didn't know who was who was coming no, in. So I I wanted to bring up like one of the one of the quotes that I really um, liked, and it kind of spoke to me as well was uh, life is both too long and too short to be anything less than what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And that also feeds into the, you know, that message of shifting your perspective and figuring out like where you are, where you want to be and how you're making those moves. Um, how, like, what is, what is your, what, what has been your personal way of shifting your perspective 
And, uh, and because I know a lot of people that, that do or, or try to, or try and look at things from a different way, but then it's hard to stay on that track. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, you've shifted your perspective. You look at it, you see the goal and you see the way to get there. And then something just kind of pulls you back to that other way of looking at things. Like yeah, what's yeah. your way of kind of holding on to it? Yeah. It's a constant practice. It really is. It's a, you know, once you figure out or you think you figure out your new perspective or a better way of looking at things or approaching things, um, you really have to work at making that your new way of being because, you know, we're, we're pretty well programmed by the time we're seven. So between, between being in the uterus and age seven, you're like this sponge that's been downloaded with everybody's influence. So all of the people in your life uh, that have been influencing you uh, and, and teaching you, you know, parents, teachers, for some people it's, you know, in the church or whatever, whoever those people are, though, are most of them well-intentioned. They're modeling behavior and teaching values and they're demonstrating how you should, you know, be in the world that what are your, what your beliefs should be, what your values should be, how you should respond and react to things. So you pick all that up and it's sort of programmed into you. And by the time you're seven, that's pretty well set. Any psychologist will, will tell you that. So once, if all the stuff that's been downloaded into you is awesome you're in pretty good shape probably, right, but right. chances are somebody along the way maybe, you know, gave you some ideas. I mean, there are obviously kids that have had a bad experience. There's trauma. There's all kinds of shit that goes on. And then, boys in the well. yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, but so, you know, when you're a young, uh, a young person or a child, you don't yet have enough world experience and knowledge and wisdom. You don't have enough of anything to make the most proper or accurate or empowering meaning out of a situation. So something might happen or somebody might, you know, you might be treated a certain way and you might think, oh, um, this happened. So this means that. And it might be something that's not very uh, positive, right? Yeah. Or I'm being treated like this by, you know, my my older sister or brother or the kids at school or the teacher or, you know, or my dad or somebody. So you make meaning out of that and you develop a belief around that. And then that's like set in your subconscious as you go through life. So a lot of times people get to a point in their adult life and they're like, I know I, I know I should be doing this. I know I should stop doing that. I know they know all of these things that they want to do or change or stop doing or stop thinking or these behaviors, and they just can't seem to figure it out. They can't get past the block. They can't make it happen. They can't achieve it. And oftentimes it goes back to these subconscious beliefs that are playing back there from childhood. But they're like lurking in the shadows, you know, so you you've you've got to find a way like working with a, a therapist or a or a coach or whatever to get to the source of what's 
blocking you of what's keeping you from being able to, you know, achieve or accomplish or, you know, get, get through whatever challenge is up for you at the time. Um, so I've like been rambling now for an hour. I don't remember what your original question was. <laughs> no, it was good. It was uh, the, the question was no, about no. how, how, how you shifted your perspective. Yes. And then, yeah, it was Thank all about you. practicing and keeping right, it. Right, right. So as doing my own work and coming back to that, realizing, okay, I think, you know, if this is something that I want to change in my life or shift in my life, I need to figure out why do I have this behavior? Okay, maybe that's what it was or is. But either way, now if I want to shift that, I have to really work at it. I got to understand what's been keeping me from it. And then I got to work at developing the new behavior because we're creatures of habit. And so, you know, if you're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, now for 30, 40, 50 years, you've been practicing to be the way you are right, right, right. now. So now you're really freaking good at it, right? Because you've been practicing your whole life. Right. To be what you are right now. So it takes it takes work and a constant awareness of what you're trying to do and then catching yourself, which you'll do if you keep practicing. And sometimes you got to start literally with like post-its and sticky notes reminding you of whatever it is you're trying to change. And you got to like seriously affirmations help because you're trying to download, you're trying to reprogram, you're trying to get a new tape to play. So it's just like it, the mind, one of the rules of the mind is that it loves repetitiveness. It loves to repeat just things. Repetition. That whole, repetition. Yeah. Exactly. So it sounds, but that's how you learned, you know, that's how you learned adding and subtracting when you were a kid in school with flashcards. Right. You just did it over and over and over and over. And now it's just in your brain, right? So when you want to learn this new perspective, a new attitude, a new behavior, you have to just practice over and over and tell your mind that that's what you that's what you want because the mind will do what you tell it to do with practice yeah i i i love that i i recently read um it was uh, i can't remember where who i read it from but it was they were talking about anxiety and they were talking about how uh the the brain releases the same chemical for anxiety that it does for excitement and yes. so the affirmation of sometimes, and I've, I've used this, um, I teach uh, vocals and guitar to, to kids I work with, I, I'm students and stuff. So mm -hmm. when they have stage fright, it's one of the things I, I have worked with to tell them is I'm like, okay, so you're feeling this, you're feeling that. I want you to say out loud that you're excited. Let's just talk about how excited you are. And let's keep mm -hmm. saying, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to do this. This is exciting. This is gonna be a cool thing. Yeah. And the more, they start to do that, that repetition, it kind of helps attach the feeling to that word instead, because we get hung up on words mm -hmm. instead of right. like, here's what I'm feeling and here's what it could be if I aim it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's such a good point. Cause you're right. You know, if you um, talk to different uh, people going out on stage to perform, somebody might say, I'm so afraid or I'm so anxious. And the other person is excited. But when you say, describe the feelings, they're the same feelings. Right. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just give it an, a more empowering word for what you're feeling, you right. can shift the meaning. So now it's not something to be afraid uh, about. It's something that you're excited about. And it's a whole different approach. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so before we get into some fun stuff with, uh, about 
cooking because we we are cooks as well. Yes. Um, we love cooking and stuff like cooks, that. Cooks, not and chefs. I, I love. We are cooks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we do some dabbling. Okay. Um, we do have to pay some bills, Indeed. and one of the way we pay those bills is back here. This little company called Pod Decks. Mm. Uh, they actually do have physical decks because we're working remotely today. We're going to use the mobile app, which Jimsy has on his phone. And, right here. Uh, so for those of you that are watching this, you can actually see kind of the app right here. You can yeah. grab, download it straight from poddex.com. You can also find it on the app store yes, or wherever, whatever your phone does. Yeah. So uh, what, what Poddex is, is it's actually for like budding podcasters, people looking to break the ice, people without verbal diarrhea like we have. Indeed. And, um, you know, just pe just little conversation starters, if you will. Uh, so they make these decks. Within each deck is 50 cards. Within each card is a question. And what we like to do is have our guest pick a deck subject and then pick a random question from that deck. So, Jimmy, uh, you so got some options for it? Yeah, since we're going from the app now, instead of the uh, all instead of our normal six decks with 50 questions in each deck, I'm looking at quite a bit of uh, decks here that are all going to give us a random question. So I'm just going to give you a couple of um, a couple of the like the topics for the decks. We'll let okay. you pick one and then we'll grab a random question. We have how dare you? Okay. We also have what the fuck? <laughs> okay. How dare you? We also have deal breakers. Okay. Which we don't have in the studio. Yeah. And we have, let's see, I'll give another one. What can be a, a fun one that we can do here? There is a deck for uh, this or that. So I like those kind of choices as well. So we have this or that. We have, how dare you? We have, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Okay. And deal breakers. Which deal uh, breakers. which one would you like a question? Which two of them have hmm. physical decks right here. Yes, they do. Oh wow, look at that. You actually do have okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, God, this is hard. They all sound pretty intriguing. I think I'm just gonna have to go with what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so since we're not uh, shuffling, I will just let everybody know that you can go to poddecks.com. You can check out these decks, plus many more. Plus, they have some cool swag. You can get T-shirts that do not itch the nipples because those are <laughs> shitty T-shirts. Those are offensive. Good, soft style. Everyone's bought one. Everyone's good, bought one. Good to <laughs> yes. know. Uh, so you can go there. You can fill up your cart, and then you can use the promo code BACON. Because everything is better with bacon. And you can get 10% off your entire order. Hmm. Nice. Now, th these questions can be anywhere from G-rated to what did you just say to me? So, right. Okay. Just right. a heads up. So, Jimmy, you, you, you got yourself uh, yes, a thingy I'm there. Jumping, jumping into the what the fuck questions right here. And uh, I'm just I'm going to flip, flip, flip. All right. What is the m sexiest name and the least sexy name, first or last? Oh, like just in general? I guess in general. Like okay. I said, random questions. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I'm like the one that came up first for least sexiest name would be Ethel. 
Ethel's pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, a good one. I'm, 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 Gertrude I'm, is very close. It is. Yeah. But yeah. Ethel, Ethel but we're we're definitely is. in an era there. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, grandma Dolores. You know, like those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry if there's anybody named Ethel listening. It's it's, it's just got to call it like what, I see you it. You know what, Ethel? You can do it. You've got middle names. You can also overcome anything. You just got to do it, and you got to show your sexy girl. You got to do it. Yeah. You can I also mean, change your name. Yeah. You, you could change your name, right? Well. Right. My grandmother hated her first name, so she went by her middle name her whole life. Her middle, Her first name was Mildred. I can't Ooh, blame Mildred's, her. Mildred's in there too with those. Right. Yeah. I don't blame her. Yeah. I don't blame her. So, okay. And now, so name? what was her middle name? Elaine. Oh yeah. Way better. Oh yeah. Way better. Elaine's nice, better. right? That's a great name. Yeah. I agree. And so then it's my middle name. My mother named me Elaine for my middle name. So nice. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't get the Mildred. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 There you go. Then you knew she liked yeah, you right away. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. So sexiest name. Um, okay. How about cool? The sexy name. Um, sexy. Let's see. Oh, that's hard. Uh, what makes a name sexy? I feel, I feel like the, the, as far as like making a name sexy for whatever reason, it, it, it's gotta be like, uh, of Hispanic descent. Or French, Ooh. right? Oh it's yeah, gonna, yeah. It's roll the tongue a little bit, like where it kind of. I mean that yeah. if you okay. have to use your tongue to say the name, then it has to be <laughs> sexier. Okay, uh, uh, oh, and I don't know any foreign languages. I'm trying to think of names that would be like <laughs> French or Spanish, French where I have like to roll Marie. my tongue, like, like Maria, or yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or, or, well, or I, I just did a little bit of. Uh, of, of Google searching here. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this is not true, even though it's on the internet. And we all know that everything on the internet is true. Okay. Uh, hundred hottest girl names. Number one is Adele. <laughs> number two is Adriana. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I feel like they're just going alphabetically. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm yeah, I not. I, I mean, do they mean hottest meaning popular? Like, not necessarily. Well, the, the question was sexiest, Sexy. not hottest. So that was specific. But no, no, right. it says 100 sexy girl names. Really? Huh. Oh, yeah. now we got to come up with something way better than that. Uh, like, even when I try to think of a somebody that you would think is like a, a, a sexy performer and it's not limited to women. Right. Right. So no, it could be a guy. Yeah. That can be sexy I'm, man name. I'm yeah. trying to look, I had to like specifically look for that, uh, for guy. Oh, name. oh my God. Number one is Abe. Abe. As in Lincoln. They're just going out. <laughs> I'm not feeling that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Corbin? No. If I saw a movie and they were like Abe and Adele went on a date, I'd be like, that doesn't that that doesn't sound sexy to me. Uh, no, no. I like. I think Aaron is nice. Aaron's a nice name. Yeah, that, it's like kinda... strong because I guess it seems sexy to me because it's a strong name. I think. Yeah, right. Plus, it's Eric's middle name. No, there you go. Okay. okay. 
Harley. Truth be, truth be told. Hannibal. Eric Aaron. Yeah. That is strong. <laughs> right? 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 Hannibal? I mean... Hannibal. Hannibal? Seriously? It sounds like cannibal. It... Well... And, and also and, a lot and like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think sexy is in any way... Somebody was high when they put that list together. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree. I concur. You. Yeah. Um, so Maybe Sophia? Sophia. <gasps> that's kind of a, that's oh, good. Like that yes. That's it. You nailed it. Sophia is a beautiful name. Yeah. And then you had the beautiful, sexy actress, Sophia Loren, who was yeah. like the. Yeah. That's what I thought of, actually. And I was like, she's sexy. I was trying to think of like beautiful, sexy people. Yeah. But then like, and, I also thought of like Brad Pitt, and Brad is just a shit name. Yeah. Yeah. Brad. No, that's boring. And on the line, though, uh, I should have thought of this. This is silly. Marilyn Monroe. You probably can't Marilyn. tell this black and white picture behind me, but that's a picture of Marilyn Monroe Marilyn. Oh, okay, bench great. pressing. Nice. Um, awesome. Marilyn, yeah. So there we go. Okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, something that I'm super interested in is, uh, so you are the self-proclaimed goddess of the kitchen, and Eric is the god of the grill. So, yeah. So... so I know that you guys like to get together and you do cooking together and stuff like that. So what is, what is like the quintessential meal where all of the superpowers come together? Yes. What is the Voltron meal that uses all your power? Hmm. Well, I don't know if this is the one, but literally as we speak, we're cooking something. So, what we did today, I'll tell you this, and then I'll see if there's another, like, the, the, the meal. Uh, but what we're doing today, and we love this, uh, but we're doing something a little different. So it's getting to be fall. We're making a, a batch of chili. And so we thought out, we have venison. So um, so we had thought out venison, and Eric's like, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try putting the venison meat on the smoker and smoking it a little bit before we put it in the chili so we get that infused smokiness nice. into the chili, right? Like so before I jumped on with you guys, I was helping in the kitchen with the stuff inside, you know, onions, garlic, you know, the pot, the beans, all that good stuff. And then he was getting the, uh, the venison ready out on the smoker. And because venison is game, so it's lean. Yes. It's not right. super fatty, right? So, uh, yeah. So he, uh, well, he put some, um, we put some, uh, uh, we bought some hatch chili olive oil uh, oh, yesterday. No. So he coated, he put some olive oil in the venison so that the fat could soak up the, right. the right. smoke essence, right? Because you need something for the smoke to kind of grab onto. So, that's what we have going on today. And we do love to make chili. This is something we do um, every fall and, you know, a couple times throughout the winter. And we do, we do a huge pot of it, like a really big pot together. Mm -hmm. And part of it, yes, happens out on the grill because whatever meat we're going to use, he's going to do it out there. He's going to smoke chicken or, you know, game right, or right. something. And then we're going to bring it in and finish it inside. So that's, that's kind of a fun project um, that we do fun a lot. Fact. And it, uh, there is turkey chili in the crock pot right now waiting. There for you it. go. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I love crock potting too. Um, but let's see. Other than that, like a meal that, um, ooh, well, he does 
Yeah, he does some pretty freaking awesome reverse sear steaks. So we can get some really amazing from our local butcher here. It's all right. Wyoming um, raised meat. And we can get some meat, that, that some beef that's half um, Wagyu and half beef. Nice. And then he does a reverse sear out on the grill and then I'll do something inside. But we're, you know, we don't usually get too crazy. Um, you know, we're, we're very much about a salad and a protein. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 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 It, we, we, we don't do a, a lot. Of, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah. So are you, are you a uh, meat and bean chili or just a meat chili? Meat and beans beans yeah yeah we like the beans too i know that i know that different regions have their different some right, of it's just me like yeah yeah but no i just feel like i need both I, which beans which beans do you use um he's just bought i think the beans he got today were i mean they're chili beans so oh okay you know, he just buys the cans of chili beans. So right, right. okay, yeah, yeah, because uh, because we for a long time we did kidney beans, just red yeah. kidney beans. Yeah, uh, we switched to black beans. Oh yeah, and that was a welcome switch. Hmm, I really love that. You like that better? Uh, another thing, another fun fact: uh, we like to use um, like cocoa powder and stuff. Yes, I've used um, chili and cocoa, man. Yep, I have uh, two Young's. Young chocolate stout beer. Oh, that's interesting. Chance, I've had chili with that as well. And really? It is amazing. So would you just like pour it right into the pot? Like yep. Hmm. Yep, right into the slow cooker. Okay. Yeah, I usually I usually do at least one. I usually do a, a bottle of beer in my chili as well. Just usually oh, it's a stout good. or something like that. Okay, something with some weight Heavier. to it. Yeah, some thicker. body yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good. That's good. And we have done the cocoa before. That's a really good secret for chili. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what else I did once that was very interesting. It was sort of a crazy moment. Is I pureed up some roasted beets. Ooh. And I put those in the chili um, because you know you want to have a little bit of you want to have a little bit of something kind of just mildly sweet to balance, balance the acidity of tomatoes and stuff. Right. Yeah. And so when you roast beets, they get sweet and then you have this beautiful color from the beets. Um, so I pureed them up and put those in. And that was like a pretty winning combination too. Ooh, nice. I love beets. Uh, I make this beet salad. It was inspired mm -hmm. by this restaurant, uh, like a takeout restaurant, believe it or not. And it's a beet salad. Um, you know, just ch chop up the beets, uh, regular, you know, romaine lettuce, uh, but you use goat cheese and then mm -hmm. I candy walnuts. Mm, okay. My mom, and my mom like does a, a beet and walnut thing uh, in the oven. Like it's a, it's a roasted uh, beets and walnuts. Which nice. I love beets. They yeah. stain everything, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's worth, it's worth the staining. My fingernails are all, yeah, stain, everything's stained, but it's worth it. But I do a version of a beet salad too, like that. We use um, goat cheese or blue cheese. Um, and then, um, yes, yeah, sometimes walnuts, or if I have pine nuts, I'll toast pine nuts um, and put those on there. Yeah. On a bed of mixed greens. And then I do um, a, like a balsamic reduction drizzled over with a little olive oil. Nice. 
insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. I, 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 the, the balsamic, I don't have the, the reduction per se. I do like a, it's like honey mustard and maple syrup and, Mm. uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, honey, uh, Dijon mustard. I'm sorry. Uh, Dijon mustard, uh, olive oil, balsamic and, uh, oregano. And uh, that sounds good too. It does sound very good. Yum. I love it. I love yeah, the food talk. It is so good. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah, we could talk. We could talk forever. We're, we're yeah, we enjoy we, we enjoy the food. Every uh, people always think yeah. at first that this is like a food podcast. Really? When, when they come in. Oh, because of the bacon. Because of the bacon. So <laughs> then we when we explain like no, it's like you know bacon. You put it on any plate, it makes it better. What's the thing in your life? You know, like that that type of thing. But at yeah. first, it's always that. But then we're always we're we're always right. quick to be like we can talk food the whole time if you'd like. That's, <laughs> Pizza is yep. one of the first questions, you know. We could, mm. we could talk Jimmy's, love pizza? Jimmy's mac and cheese. It costs $120 to make, but it's, it's it does. Good. Oh, wow. You have some it's gourmet good. cheese on that thing. A lot of, yeah, it's a lot of gourmet cheeses. Yeah. 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 Cause, you know, you got to get like a smoked cheese, but then you got to get a good melter, but then you also got to get something that's like got a nuttiness to it that's more sharp. And that, you wow. Know, so you really got to get in there so you have textures and flavors, and then there's bacon in it, and then you get it the right. Ooh. Right pasta. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Serious. He does, he, he does a hell of a, a, a mac and cheese. So yeah, it I, I sounds like it. I do like once or twice a year because that's the only that's all you can eat of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds rich. It's yeah, rich. It yeah. You eat a square of it and you're like, I'm gonna sit down now for a day and have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bet. So, we've, uh, we've, a long way. we've definitely taken up a lot of your time and you've got chili to tend to. Yes. So before we sign off here, uh, can you please let everybody know where they can find everything Lori Bischoff and your podcast and the book? All right. Well, thank you. Um, I've had a blast with you guys. This has been really fun. Awesome. And uh, so uh, is the best place to go. Um, that'll connect you with all the places where you can find the podcast, which is We're Talking Shift. And it's on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else, all the major platforms. It's on YouTube. Um, I think it's just Lori Bischoff on YouTube, actually. Um, and the book is also on the website. It's on Amazon as well. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual suspects and all those links are on the website. So it's pretty easy to find me. And we'll uh, yeah. also have all those links below. Thank if you're you. watching on YouTube, you'll find it there. If you're watching on StrangerHood TV, you'll find all the links below as well. Um, Lori, thank cool. you so much for hanging out with us. We really do appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for your time. Really Thanks cool. for yeah. Thanks for inviting me. I'm I'm Good. honored to be on. I'm honored to be on. Bacon is my podcast. I love it. It's a great name, and you guys are a blast. Thank you for oh, having it's our me. Our second Bischoff. Our All second right. Bischoff. Right. We had one in our first at the beginning of our of our podcast, and now we've been here for a year and a half, and we've cool. we've got our second. Awesome. I'm honored. Thank you so much, you guys. That was Thank fun. You so Thank much. you so much. And everybody that's listening, remember to ask yourself every single day, what is that thing that makes your life a little bit better? What is that thing mm -hmm. that makes your day a little bit brighter? Your food tastes better. Your music sounds nicer. Lord, do you remember the question? The question? Yeah, Which we one? told you, you had seven questions. The, the question no, no, of, the most important question. The most important we said one. there was a what test. What is it? What's your bacon what's, what's my your bacon, bacon?
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Great, it's, it's, it's my, I'm sorry. It's What's okay. my Lori's, bacon? Lori's was gratitude. It was gratitude. Lori's was gratitude or is gratitude. I wouldn't say was. It That's passion. Yeah. That's it still passion. is. It still is. All this time later, it still is. Lori's a grateful heart. You driving in your car, we see you. You listen, you watching online. What's yours? What's your bacon? Thanks for hanging out. And we're back. We're back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Both got it. We did it virtually. <laughs> we did it virtually. Uh, That's better that than we do when we're next to each other. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what they say is with like uh, paranormal stuff is uh, the, the, the virtual stuff like uh, like a cell phone connection or Internet connection is even better to communicate with the with um, ghouls. All right. So maybe a ghoul said that with us. Maybe. Maybe we're just ghouls. Could be. Perhaps. Uh, speaking of ghouls, next week we've got Lindsay Paranormal. Yeah. Which is uh, which will be cool. Uh, our nice segue. Halloween episode. Nice if segue. If you will. Uh, thanks. I've been I've been working on that. Yeah. Were you waiting? No. Were you waiting no, for that no, one? No, I wasn't working on that. <laughs> I was not at all. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, well, first off, thank you, Lori, for hanging out with us. Yeah, that was absolutely. a cool episode. I hope everybody took took a little bit of something away from it. Um, check her out. Check her book out. Check the podcast out. Podcast costs you nothing. I mean, absolutely, just do it. Um, and it's good. We didn't even get to get into why she's never watched Gremlins, but it is an early yes. episode of her podcast, which you can check out, where she talks about like Jim Carrey and stuff like that too. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, Jimsy, Jimsy, yes, where sir. can they find you? Uh, you can find me, uh, Jimmy G Shoes, on all the socials. Find me there. Check me out. Say hello. Uh, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably not pay attention to it. My band, Craving Strange, <laughs> you can find at cravingstrange.net. Uh, and from there, you can find all of our socials, everything that we're up to, uh, and all links to everything, including Strangerhood TV, which is where you can find Bacon is my podcast. If you want to see us in visual form, in visual form. If you want to know what we look like, uh, see know, see if what you're thinking maybe. in your head is what we look like. I, I'd be anxious to know what you think. You know, when you just hear a voice, because I have a picture in my head of podcast uh, hosts, oh, yeah. and then when I see them, I'm always disappointed. Very much. So uh, come to strangerhoodtv.com and allow us to disappoint you. Actually, our I dumb like faces are on everything that we put out anyway. So yeah, that's true. That's very <laughs> so true. That's, that is there. So, but you can find well, that at baconismypodcast.com, where you can also find Bacon is My Passion because we have a band and we put out some music and we have some clothing and all kinds of stuff. If you want to help the show, just like going on Patreon and being one of our patrons, you could also help us that way. But we got all kinds of extra stuff. Mike, what about you, sir? What about me? I mean, honestly, what about me? First off, I want to shout out the BIM squad over at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast Hell for yeah. getting these early episodes commercial free, uh, a little bit of extra content. We had some, uh, we did the one chip challenge uh, on oh, Stranger hate, TV I hate you. Uh, uh, <laughs> a little while ago. That was so um, bad. That was uh, that was like a little taste of something that we normally do on our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. It was Terrible. it was hot. It was worst. hot. It it hurt my stomach. 
for yeah. a few uh, a few hours after yeah. that. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. Enough about that. Myself, uh, I met me my own self, Mike. Uh, you can catch my adventures in family, in banding, and in um, all other things uh, there on all of the social medias. You can also check out my band at Something Heavy Music. Something Heavy is uh, my band, and we have music, and uh, we have a, a song out now. So go check it out on all the streaming platforms. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, always remember to ask yourself uh, something super, super duper important. What? What is, is the time setting on this fucking this this screensaver? That's yeah. What I want. What is to know. that screensaver? And once you find out what that screensaver is, everyone at home can find out what's your banking. Oh, that's important. That's yeah. more important. I agree. Well, <laughs> nice. <laughs>